Now, it's the Columbia Check-In with Lieutenant Governor Pamela Evett on the Liz Callaway Show with Nick Summers on Talk 94.5. Good morning, Lieutenant Governor. Good morning. I'm glad the weather's going to be nice, Nick. Make sure you keep that rain to a minimum, (laughs) maybe at the end of the day. Well, unlike, hold on a second, unlike the loony lefties who think that we can actually control the weather, (laughs) I can't help you. (laughs) Well, that's a true statement. Um, But, you know, they really interesting thing I think you guys might find interesting that I did last weekend. And I'm sure you already know because I know you guys follow my social media. (laughs) But but on Saturday, along with the SB7, we were out. uh, We had a press conference on the deck of the USS Yorktown and put out an artificial reef uh, off the shores of Charleston, kind of between Charleston and Folly Beach, heading out that way, uh, 20 miles off with actual seismic, not seismic, um, actual water um, technology in there mm-hmm. so that we can kind of track coastal erosion and see what we can do to stop it. You know, actual legitimate collecting data, not just pie-in-the-sky ideas, to help uh, help our coastline. All right, that's uh, you know that uh, that organization, uh, the this SC. How long has that been going on? This was the third year um, mm-hmm. that they've done that, and it's the you know they work in partnership with the National Heritage Corridor, Corridor the South Carolina National Heritage Corridor, um, who does really great work, kind of from the mountains to the coast, and the two of them are a dynamic duo when they team up. But really doing things that matter, right? Like everybody talks about flooding. Everybody talks about coastal erosion. But we're actually doing something about it. Um, I had a a friend uh, actually reach out to me and they said, oh, it was great. While you were out dropping uh, this reef with the SD7, Joe Cunningham was on CNN Saturday morning complaining about the age requirements for people serving in office hmm. <laughs> while you're in his backyard trying to fix, fix the, uh, the problems wow. that occur in Charleston. So I think, Nick, like you said, that's the difference mm-hmm. between, um, you know, what we do and what the left does, right? Is they talk about it, they scream about it, they raise our taxes with some fake idea of trying to fix it while we're out there actually fixing it collecting data and figuring out how we change it, planting trees to absorb water and making sure water runoff is good. That's what we're doing. Yeah. I think that's the big contrast. Lieutenant Governor Pamela Evett is on the phone with us. If you have a question, uh, you can text us on the PCRX Mobile Outfitters text line, 843-798-TALK, 798-8255. I wanted to say um, we have earthquakes, we have monkeypox, um, we have COVID. So what is what is like going on? I mean, I, we've been having a lot of earthquakes. Has there been some talk in Columbia about, you know, what's getting an update on what's going on with these mini earthquakes everywhere? I think I think that we have had a lot, right? I, I I I hear about them all the time. They're hitting it seems more than than we've have seen in the past. And I think we have um, scientists and researchers here that are kind of looking at that to see what that is. I have heard in the past that we do have a fault line that runs through Columbia. Mm-hmm. So when there are shifts, um, we feel that maybe more so than than other spots or other places. Um, but that's something that I think everybody's looking into to see if, if it's 
that there's a big significance with it. But well, you're right. They had some Monkey preliminary. Pox. They had preliminary reports, Lieutenant Governor. Sorry to interrupt. They said that water is leaking into the. Uh, into I guess into the area where the fault is, which is creating more of the problem. So that was the which first thing, causing it to shift. Well, right. I mean, we we and, and that kind of makes sense, Nick. I mean, I think everything you break down to common sense if we just if we just look at it. But with all the rain we've had this year, I mean, I don't remember just like the downpours, and you know, probably the last ten years like we've had this year. And I know I've spent a lot of time. Uh, this summer down at the beach and have seen so much rain. Um, so for everybody trying to build a house, I feel your pain, right? I mm-hmm. mean, it seems like every time they need to do something outside, we get a yep. afternoon downpour that lasts. So, um, but I think one thing that was talked about during this press conference and something that um, Dr. Mulliken talks about um, is that the earth is the climate, the earth, it's always been changing, right? Mm -hmm. It's been changing forever. And these are just the next changes in it. And so, um, you know, you know, I I like when I, when I hear on TV and they talk about, you know, glaciers that are melting, it's like, well, at some point they melted and they refroze because we have things stuck in those glaciers, right. That would have had, that didn't, that didn't just fall into them as they were melting. So, I think that's a good thing to always keep in mind is that our earth keeps changing and it will continue to change. And we just need to make sure that we can mitigate problems that come up with the changing. We're speaking with Lieutenant Governor Pamela Evett. Nick, did you say that there's a question on the PCRX computers um, mobile outfitters text line? Is there something there? Yes, we do have something. And it was about something that you had brought up earlier, Liz. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole thing with ESG and large yeah. banks and investments yeah. and things like that. Does South Carolina check to see if our retirement investments are not being used against against us? Yes, you know the governor um, had. We, we started when we were looking at China, you know, and he started looking at. He, he asked them to kind of do a study, and because people were asking the question. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as, as far as ESGs, what I'm worried about is when people talk about things, kind of like when we talked about mail-in voting and we talked about absentee voting and people were getting it all confused. Yes. Everything we're doing here, all the companies that are involved here in that is all voluntary. It's all because they have a passion or people have a passion or it's something that's affecting them in their backyard. Right. And so they want to see what can, we can do to help. Um, but ESGs are something that is being forced on companies and something that can adversely affect small businesses. Mm -hmm. And that's always something we want to stay away from, right? Um, And so I I always like to make sure that we we definitely talk about that is so that people don't get confused and that when companies are out there putting, you know, planting oyster reefs, right, and making oyster banks and doing things like that, they're doing it because they don't want to see oysters start to dwindle, not because somebody's forcing them to do that. Mm-hmm. It's because it's a passion or a love. And I think that's where we should always keep our eye on when government and big business is forcing people to do something or when people are doing something just because it's the right thing to do. And, um, you know, we're going to, you know, there was a lot of talk about ESGs and how to stop that here in South Carolina and to make sure we have a level playing field for our small businesses and that was getting swirled around and I know legislation at the end of the session was being looked at. Yeah. We're a little behind on that. 
education. Um, and we were actually speaking with the um, director of the Mom and Pop Alliance, uh, Diane Hardy, yesterday more about this. And um, she says, uh, you know, she, I think her her company in, employs about 30-something employees, and that would be a severe detriment to, you know, her company. And people just want to make sure we're protected. You know, we've talked about this before, and you and I were talking about this when there were some companies in the state that were requiring vaccination in order to work. Um, and, you know, your position, correct me if I'm wrong, but your position was that businesses, um, these are private businesses. We can't tell them what to do and what not to do. And we shouldn't because, you know, but there there comes a time that this is how I felt is that, you know, that we need to protect people uh, from these tyrannical situations, especially if it comes from the federal government. Uh, one of the things that uh, we see happening right now is the president, Joe Biden, he is uh, he just signed an executive order that would help women women travel for abortion from states that have uh, restrict very restrictive abortion uh, rules. And he signed this executive order. And I'm sure you heard about it yesterday, but it's aimed at helping uh, women cross state borders to obtain abortions. And he wants the Department of Health and Human Services to consider allowing Medicaid funds to be used to assist people traveling between states to get abortions. Has the governor um, spoken out about this or have, you know, asking legislators to to plan an attack against this type of of I mean, I would say it's it's overreach. I mean, he's skirting the a Supreme Court ruling to leave it up to the states, it seems. Well, that's one thing we see over and over again from our Democrat colleagues to the left, right, is they have no sense of the rule of law. I think one thing we can always count on 100 percent with Governor McMaster is he follows the Constitution. And if there's federal overreach, he will continue to fight it like he always does. Uh, And I think you will see this get fought, right, because we fought it here in South Carolina for years, making sure that Medicaid dollars, that taxpayer dollars do not go into funding abortion. The governor made a ruling uh, when, when President Trump was in office directing um, Department of Health and Human Services to not use and distribute any state dollars to any facility that was doing abortions here in our state. Um, now, that got challenged and fought when the Biden administration came into office. But I think, you, Liz, you guys, you and your listeners can always feel passionate about knowing that the governor and I, this administration, will always make sure that um, federal overreach is addressed here in South Carolina. Diane Hardy, uh, you know, I've sat with Diane. She, she's in my neck of the woods in the upstate with her, with her business, nothing but the bunt. Um, and I, I, I always cheer her on for what she's doing is bringing awareness to things that most people don't know. And I think when you talk about ESGs, we have to be careful not to mix everything into one basket when we were talking about vaccine mandates. ESGs create an, an unlevel playing field, mm-hmm. like you said, between what small business can do. So there are issues there that, that basically deal with business practices and how it becomes unfair and, and this kind of thing. What I had always said when it came to vaccines is that it's a slippery slope when government goes in and starts telling businesses, private businesses, what they can and cannot That's do. Right. I believe a robust economy is the best thing 
um, for everyone. Because if you work for someplace that you don't agree with, that are going and, and doing things that do not align up with you, in a robust economy, you can go somewhere else. Here in South Carolina, we have 100,000 jobs looking for people. And, and I'm so tired of the left, I mean, talking about, you know, well, we don't have good paying jobs. Liz, I was at Carowinds last Friday with my initiative, Parents Getting Kids Working Again. And the starting salary at Carowinds for kids or adults or veterans or anybody looking for a job is $15 an hour, basically just to clean the park. That's a part-time job. Lifeguards at Carowinds are making $20 an hour. Boating manufacturers are making paying between $25 and $28 an hour. I mean, it is just, we have great paying jobs here and they're all looking for people. So I think we don't need to go down a slippery slope because when government goes in and sets a precedent telling a business what to do, today it's the thing we want them to do. But tomorrow, Liz, it may not be. And then how do you make that distinction? How do you put that line in the sand? That's how. That's mm-hmm. what I've always believed. I think it's just a slippery slope when you start going down it. We have to stick with the Constitution, stick with the rule of law, and then we need to just continue to fight the left uh, that wants to just basically throw the Constitution out the window mm-hmm. to ignore what the Supreme Court rules down. We have to continue to fight that, and we win every time when we do it the right way. Yeah, I mean, you know, there are a lot of people that are having adverse reactions to the vaccine. And I think it's an absolute atrocity that these companies have demanded that people get them or guilted them into getting them. And now they have to live with this in their bodies. Um, And so, I mean, we have heard so many stories from people. I mean, I know someone who has triple Pfizer vaccine and they've had COVID more than anyone I've ever known. I mean, it's unbelievable Um, how sick this person keeps getting. And so, you know, there needs to be, I I feel like, you know, and and like, I I understand what you're saying. The person has their own recourse that they have to go through, but, you know, um, it's very taxing on on an individual to to sue a company and do all that. But there are people doing it, that's for sure. While I have you on the phone, though, um, is there any updates that you want to give us on COVID numbers or monkeypox numbers or what's actually <laughs> happening with all of that? Well, you know, I, I, I think monkeypox is something that we've, we've kind of been hearing about. It's been trickling in. I did see uh, a number report that there is, I think, um, six or eight cases that have been reported through the state here in South Carolina, maybe double that in North Carolina. But it doesn't seem to be something that... Um, People are, you know, getting too excited about, you know, COVID numbers. I think we, you know, that is something I, I think, I don't think anybody is watching anymore, Liz. Do you know anybody who is seeing these numbers? We're not really reporting them. We just believe now that we have everything in place. Okay. Like you said, there were vaccines available if you wanted to get a vaccine. Mm-hmm. We were always very passionate about not forcing that. That has to be something that you have to feel good about what goes in your body. I want to. Um, I, I just want to switch gears before we run out of time. It, we're speaking with Lieutenant Governor Pamela Evett. I wanted to ask you about the uh, politics right now. Um, 
if you want to make a comment, I know you, you and the governor are running together on the same ticket. You know, you filed. Yes. We talked about that last week. But uh, a lot of people are outraged and not only here, but around the country about Senator Tim Scott endorsing, um, you know, <laughs> from Alaska, um, the fact that he's endorsing Lisa Murkowski. Um People are really taking issue with that. They're taking issue with Senator Lindsey Graham being part of this gun restriction bill um, and, you know, working on that. Um, there's a there's a lot of question about the strength of our GOP. I saw this one tweet from someone who is um, in politics that said that the best GOP in the nation is Arizona. The worst GOP in the nation is South Carolina. Well, I think that that ebbs and flows, right? It's depending on the issue where people like weigh in on that. But I think the best people to always find out about why they're doing things, like I've always said, is to go right to the elected official themselves. We put them in office. I feel like I work for the constituents of South Carolina, and I want to know what they what they think of the decisions I'm making. And I, I, I you, you always want to know that. So I say when you're upset with whoever is in office, then reach out to them. It is your it's your right. You vote for them. Send an email. Call their offices. But as always, Liz, be respectful. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, a lot of times, what we hear on the media, what we hear about bills, ends up being so untrue. It's let's talk about the bill that's going on now that Senator uh, Manchin is finally decided to support with Senator Schumer. They're trying to call it the reduced uh, recession bill. Okay, that's not what it is at all. I mean, this is going to, um, you know, most economists feel put us deeper into recession. But, you you know, when you turn on the TV, depending on what channel you listen Mm -hmm. to, it's a completely different story. And so, so many times, even even when we were going through COVID, I just want people to know that so many times somebody would come up to me and say, why are you and the governor doing this? It's like, well, we're not. Well, I heard it on, I heard it on the, well... You know, you can't mm-hmm. believe everything you hear. It depends who's reporting it, the slant they're putting yeah. on it. So always reach out to your elected officials directly. Let them justify their decisions to you. You may find out that you're bad about something that really isn't even occurring. Now, in, well, we do know we know that he did endorse her. That's a fact. That's a, that's on his Twitter. But yeah, I, I'm I'm talking about like the different um, mm-hmm. you know bill issues. But with that, I don't know his reasons either. I think only Senator Scott can can give you the reasons why he feels that he just said that she's great for Alaska. So he hasn't really elaborated (coughs) on that. So I haven't thought that is one thing I haven't been following. I think when you're in, you know, like you, like you mentioned, this is an election year for us. Mm -hmm. You know, our candidate has chosen his run for his uh, running mate for Lieutenant governor, you know, kind of been what I, I have looked at this week and I have not, have not seen um, what Senator Scott is doing. All right. Lieutenant Governor Pamela Evett, thank you uh, for joining us as usual. We'll talk to you next week. Well, you guys take care and have a safe weekend. Thank you.